Hey guys, Joe, REI in your car. Hope you're doing well. Wow, what a three days. What a three days it has been. Long story. I won't bore you with the details. Let me just say that I flew to Boston last minute for something, then I flew back home, spent the night in Boston, flew back home, and then drove to Indianapolis to speak at an event, which was awesome. Just got back home from that event. I drove because it's easier to drive to Indy than fly from St. Louis. And then um, as soon as I got home, <clears throat> I had to do a webinar and then as soon as the webinar was over, I'm driving to another RIA in St. Louis to speak tonight. So I've like hardly been to home at all the last three days, <clears throat> excuse me, and I've been kind of traveling around quite a bit, so it's been odd. Anyway, I'm glad to be a little bit back in the saddle. I'm driving right now to the, the RIA group here in St. Louis. Anybody listening to this who's in the St. Louis area? You should check out this RIA group. RIA, by the way, in case you don't know, is stands for Real Estate Investors Association. And St. Louis in particular, we have three or four groups that are really good. One of them um, is called the Life in Your RIA group. And it's great, it's a great group. I think it's the website, if you're interested, is lifeinairreastl.com. Lifeinairreastl.com. And I'm the guest speaker. I'm going to be talking about um, automated wholesaling. And I'm not going to be even selling anything at this thing. I'm just going to be sharing. Sean McCloskey is a good friend. Asked that I teach some cool stuff. And asked that I didn't don't sell. Okay, so it's fine. I'm not going to sell anything. And there's a cop. Slow down. And so, hold on. I had to put my phone down. When I talk on these things, I hold the phone up in front of my face. I can still see. I mean, I hold it down by my mouth. And um, it's pretty cool. So it's going to be fun. I'm just going to be kind of sharing from my heart what I see is working today. And I've always been fascinated by that. I've been fascinated by marketing, what's working today, what's not. And what I wanted to share today has to do with the importance of finding buyers and I man I, I go on this over and over again I think like maybe you're getting sick of hearing this but let me just tell you something it's like the simplest best way to do deals is finding the buyers first and people think so many times like it's just well too simple or yeah, I already knew that tell me something like more complicated or at least that's the way my brain thinks you know like I already understand that I already heard that a hundred times like Tell me something really complicated. Like, give me some fancy system and trick and website and some technology tool that is like ninja, that's awesome, that's new, that no one's ever thought of before. Give me the secret hidden sauce. Like, stop, you know. <laughs> that's me, right? That's my brain thinking. So, but like, finding buyers is so simple. And so, the other day I was talking to some clients in a certain particular city, and, um, they're kind of going through a, a, a lull, or what do you call it, a slump. <clears throat> and I started asking them questions. By the way, if you um, are a coach or thinking about coaching, 
the best kind of coaching you can do is just ask questions. And like three quarters of the call was just me asking them questions. And I was talking to them while I was driving to Indianapolis. So I had a lot of time on my hands, right? Because I was just asking questions and digging deep and deep and deeper. Like the questions I was asking was, well, how did you, how were you doing deals before? Because these people were averaging four or five deals a month and started digging in and what was working before and what did you stop doing and why, did, why isn't why isn't working anymore? And this particular person had over 1,000 old leads, right? From some marketing that we had done for them. 1,000 old leads. It's stunning. It blows my mind away. And uh, so I was asking her and she says, well, most of those deals we did before, we were following up with old leads. Okay, great. So do you think you maybe you should do that again? <laughs> maybe you should do that more often? Do you think that maybe it might be a good idea to um, follow up with them every month? So, we, you know, that's cool. We worked that out. One of the things, though, that they were saying was sometimes when you get into a mode where you don't have many deals or leads in the pipeline and you're kind of like wondering or stressing out, like, where's my next deal going to come from, right? And you become all of a sudden the motivated buyer instead of... Uh, like, you know, we talk about motivated sellers. You become the motivated buyer because all of a sudden you're wondering where's my next paycheck going to come from. And it's not like, it's, it's, it's understandable. Like, it's a little freaky because you're thinking, all right, if I got a deal today under contract, it's still going to be like two to four weeks before I can even sell it and get some cash. So it's this constant thing like, yeah, I better hurry and make sure my pipeline is full of leads and deals so that I get paychecks consistently. So it's this vicious battle of getting a bunch of deals, getting all excited and stopping your marketing so you can handle all these deals that you're trying to sell. And then you turn around, you sell some deals, make some money, it's great, and you turn around and your pipeline's empty because you don't have any new leads coming in because you weren't marketing consistently every single day, right? So number one, get your marketing done for you in spite of you. Get Get someone to do all of your marketing for you. You want to save yourself a lot of headache and stress, okay? Just get somebody else to do your marketing for you. Get that lead flow coming in to a point where it's overwhelming. Because when your attitude changes and you've got so many leads coming in, if that seller doesn't want to sell right now or if they're giving you too many objections, that's fine. You just move on. You pull away and you move on to the next seller. All right? So... We were digging more and more into it, and we were they're starting to talk about how, um, you know, sometimes they're just, they get a deal because they were so desperate, you know, to get the deal. Maybe it wasn't the best deal that they negotiated, right? And so it's just like a marginal deal, but they had to do it anyway. And then it's hard to sell because they don't have any good buyers. And the buyers that they used to have are not as active as they were anymore. And uh, so the last few deals that they'd done, they'd only made like $1,000, $2,000, and I was asking why. And well, they didn't have any buyers for it. And they they said one time just recently, they sold a deal to another buyer. And they didn't know this, but that buyer turned around and sold it for like double the profit that they made. I think they made like three grand on it or something. And this guy turns around and sells it for seven grand. Now, I'm not saying we should daisy chain deals. And, and that's not what I'm talking about. They, they didn't know that this was that that's what this guy was going to do. But that's what happened. And so we started digging deeper and deeper. And I said, guys, have you thought about maybe just putting a pause on all your seller marketing 
And just for the next couple months, focus 100% on building your buyers list. And they said, well, we already got a bunch of buyers. And I said, well, yeah, but maybe they're getting a little old and maybe your buyers that you have are all local to Kansas City, right? And they know that, you know, here's the point. Many times when you're doing deals, the out-of-state buyers are the best ones because they're going to pay more than the local buyers will, right? Why? Because you're providing a service to them that your local investors don't need or don't want. So if you're selling to an out-of-state buyer, you're selling them a service of property management and managing the rehab and helping them manage the deals and stuff like that. So, you know, those out-of-state buyers are going to pay more for those properties because you're offering more value to them. The local buyers, they already have all of that stuff figured out, right? So they're going to, they need a bigger discount on those properties. That's what they want. So their buyers list was kind of old. They needed to do some new marketing. And so I was thinking about recently, um, one of my, my former acquisitions manager, I've interviewed him on my podcast before. His name is Rick. And uh, that's how we were doing a bunch of deals. We just found buyers. And then guess what happens when you have a bunch of buyers? Magical thing happens, okay? You don't have to do any more marketing for sellers. Why? Because you get everybody else to bring you their deals. And you become just like this part, these business partners were that I'm talking about. If you don't have good buyers, you become like them, right? Where they start bringing their deals to the guys who have the buyers who can pay more than everybody else because they have good buyers. And these guys have been doing a lot of deals. They know almost everybody in their market. And they started thinking about it. And they said, you know what? Like, this is a competitive market. There's a lot of wholesalers. But we only know, like, one, maybe two wholesalers in the whole city that they would say have really strong buyers lists. And I was like, wow, I think maybe you're on to something, right? They said, yeah. So they started getting excited. I said, well, listen, just start marketing for buyers and start targeting buyers that are buying properties in other states, like outside of their states. So like start targeting buyers who are buying in Ohio from outside of Ohio in the last six months. And start targeting buyers that buy in Indiana or Texas outside of those states and start targeting them and sending them letters and postcards or whatever it takes, right? And you say, hey, are you looking for deals? Um, we are the premier real estate investing company in this area. I noticed you bought a property over there and if you're looking for more deals, we've got a ton of them here and yada, yada, yada. And I said, what's really important is when you send this marketing out that all the phone numbers on there, you don't make them jump through a bunch of hoops and go to a website and fill out some form and leave a voicemail. And you want them to call you on your cell phone. You wanna put your cell phone on those letters. You wanna build relationships with those buyers. So that's what I encourage them to do and they're going to do it. I'm excited to see what's going to happen to them because the the power is going to be now in their hands. They're de- they're going to control their own destiny. It's so much easier to shop for what buyers want than to sell them with what you have. Ton difference. So you watch. You in fact, if any of you are interested, remind me about this podcast in like one or two months, and I uh, I, I bet you all of you all of you listeners, I bet you a glass of iced tea they do what I say to do, they're going to have a lot of deals in their pipeline because now they have the buyers. So they're not going to go around saying, hey, I have buyers, send me your deals. They're going to be saying, they're going to be acting as they are the buyers, right? Listen, send us your deals. I got a million dollars burning a hole in my pocket. I want properties in these zip codes. 
no more than $10,000 in work, and I need to be all in at no more than this. They got to be three plus bedrooms. Send me what you got. I'm looking for deals. I want to buy, right? You become the new hedge fund in town, all right? And it's a magical thing when that happens. There's a book called The Pumpkin Plan. It's a great book. Everybody needs to read it, The Pumpkin Plan. And he talks in there about your sweet spot. And I read this a couple years ago, and this is really when it really struck me because uh, he talks about your sweet spot as a combination of these three things. Write this down. Uh, you're dealing with the right customers, okay? Your best customers. And in this business, who are our best customers? Who are our customers? It's not the sellers. It's not other private investors. It's the buyers. It's the guys with the money, right? They're, they are the customers. So we need to be more buyer-centric, uh, buyer-focused, buyer-centric in this business, all right? The second thing you need is you need to have a unique service, something that's unique. And you think about it, finding the buyers first, putting the deals together, um, that is unique in the marketplace. Very, very few people are doing it. The third thing is it needs to be systemized. In other words, whatever your business you're in, whatever it is that you're doing, it needs to be, uh, you need to be able to have it built in systems and automated and stuff like that. And so the cool thing again, it's there's nothing better than a system that somebody else is running for you. So you don't have to do any marketing. They Everybody else just brings you their deals. And that's a beautiful thing because then they're happy. Like, just pay me 500 bucks. Pay me just a thousand bucks. I don't care. Get this deal sold. I need, I had a guy today send me a 10 unit apartment deal um, in a certain area of St. Louis. And I said, um, yeah, you know what? I got a buyer that would be definitely interested in that. And uh, so we're communicating right now back and forth. We're going to partner on the deal. And I'll probably make half of the uh, wholesaling fee. We'll figure it out. But what, what did I do to find that deal? Nothing. Because I have good buyers, guess what? People bring me their deals. It's great. It's great. There's no business like it in the world. I mean, where else can you go to Stanford and spend 200 grand on an education, all right, to make $65,000, $70,000 a year? Who does that? And that's true. Like, that's real statistics, right? Um, and in fact, the guy just texted me, so I got to call this guy back. So, bottom line, focus on finding buyers. They are your customers. That's your sweet spot, all right? Focus on buyers. Stop marketing for sellers for a little while. I'm not saying you shouldn't market for sellers because that's important, right? But um, if you've got good buyers, man, I'm telling you, all those guys who go to Fortune Builders, the events, the Rich Dad events, get to sign up for this, all this expensive coaching, and they're going out there, they're working hard, they're hustling, and they're finding deals, but they don't have anybody to sell them to. They start bringing you their deals. Yeah, man, that's where the power is. That's where the money is. Cool, guys. All right, so listen, if you want some help, you want some coaching, go to coachjoe.net. Fill out an application. If I think you're cool, and if you think I'm cool, then we'll work together, and I'll help you build your own wholesaling monster empire. Okay, CoachJoe.net. If you want to leave a comment or feedback or text me a question for the podcast, go call this number or text this number, 636-255-8815, 636-255-8815. I need to get off the phone so I can look at a map to see where I'm going. I think I know, but I'm not sure. See you guys. Take care.